And ladies and gentlemen, I believe we are joined by our Thursday friend. The Rant Revival can't be the Rant Revival without him, Gordon Keith. Hell yeah, what's happening, Hardline? There he is from his bathtub inside his hotel room. You taking a I'm bath, Gordon? Looking the practice field as we speak, and nothing is going on out there right now. That's beautiful. Crank up old Gordo if you can. Little more Gordo if we can, but we should also stop down for this. Entertainment news for you. Which is brought to you by All Pro Foundation Repair. And ladies and gentlemen, here he is. Bestiality and infant porn. Mm-hmm. It's not what we're covering here today, unfortunately, for Gordon. Uh, we do have a couple of notes about Sinead O'Connor, uh, who, of course, died yesterday. So, officers in South London received reports of an unresponsive woman at 11.18 a.m. local time on Wednesday. And uh, that's where they found her. And they say the death is not being treated as suspicious. However, they have ordered an autopsy to be conducted because her cause of death has not been yet provided. She died at the age of 56. So a London court has confirmed that they have notified the coroner, coroner on Wednesday. And because no immediate cause of death was given they are asking for an autopsy to be conducted and they may not have the results for several weeks but they are looking into it even though they say doesn't look like there was foul play or necessarily suicide which everybody jumped to yeah so we'll, we'll see meanwhile <laughs> what the heck don't yeah. worry about it yeah I was I was trying to uh, sing Mandinga yesterday. She was in, couldn't really remember she was how in it studio went. with us a while back. Meanwhile, uh, you know, there's been a, a lot of tributes to Sinead O'Connor, which is counter to her oh, yeah. counter to her media profile of recent years. And what do you know? But our old friend Morrissey has weighed in on the subject. Of okay, he wrote a blog post um, after her death. And he said, there is a certain music industry hatred for singers who don't fit in, and they are never praised until death when finally they can't answer back. The cruel playpen of fame gushes with praise for Sinead today with the usual moronic labels of icon and legend. You praise her now only because it's too late. You hadn't the guts to support her when she was alive and she was looking for you. The press would call her sad, fat, shocking, insane, but not today. He's kind of right. Yeah. I mean, she he's, was... You know, and I know that everyone's against Morrissey now. At least he's a very controversial figure. Even with the youths. You know, the Smiths still have a, a long tail with the young people, even. Yep. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he's exactly right, and his wording is it's well-worded and well-put, and the idea, I believe, is correct. Yeah, it is... Sad. We'll get into her next, Gordon, because I have a full on the night of what, how it went down with the Pope and, uh, not her. How she. Not their relationship together. Oh, okay. Yeah, their one night stand. No, Gordon, no. Gordon? (laughs) Just because you're in California, you can't really say that. 
she went down to the London area, uh-huh. and that's where she had moved. Okay. Right before. Yeah, way, yeah. To, way yeah. to get out of it. Uh-huh. That's next. Yes. Um, speaking of religion, The Righteous Gemstones has been renewed for a season four on HBO. The uh, finale of season three is going to be this Sunday on HBO. And this wow, third season... the finale. Yeah, the third season is averaging 4.9 million viewers per episode, which is kind of uh, the biggest hit for Danny McBride as far as his HBO shows, Eastbound and Down and Vice Principals. They did similar numbers, but not as good as Righteous Gemstones. A little more niche and yeah, this, this took off immediately. And they've got a lot more money to spend now. Their budget is, I think, I read quadrupled what it was in season one. You know, they can kind of do whatever they want. And David Gordon Green, speaking of uh, Richardson High School, right here, um, Richardson, part of that, uh, part of that crew. And if we can see more of Baby Billy's Bible Bonkers, I am all for seasons four, five, six, and seven. Yeah, that's what I was going to bring up. Is there's no word yet whether. In season four, within the season four of the Righteous Gemstone show, whether or not Baby Billy Bible Bonkers will be green lit <laughs> on the show. Do you watch this, Gordon? You know, I've watched the first two seasons. I have not watched any of the third season yet, but it's not intentional that I haven't watched it. Because uh, I think it's great. And, and Danny McBride is just right in my wheelhouse. That voice of his, that bravado... Just everything about that guy is just funny to me. Walton Goggins is... Oh, and Walton Goggins, I mean, good Lord. That guy's the star of the show to me. Yeah, he's I mean, he so brilliant. he just like people that I grew up listening to. Yeah, he's so awesome. You know, there was one time at the Super Bowl, like in 2005 or six, whenever the Shield was making its run, where they all came and hung out with us one night. And this was separate from the golf outing that we had with the Shield cast. And Walton Goggins, they kept saying, they're like, show him, just show him. And we're like sitting in a bar and the crew is like just busting his ass. Like, you got to show him. You got to show him. He's like, all right, I'll show you. He gets up and it was just like in Step Brothers. He pulls his shirt up. And he's just got this 12-pack, you know. He's like, get a load of these babies. <laughs> Did he pop his teeth Big out over, for you? Yeah. yeah. Oversized choppers of his. Yeah. And his, the those wig, are fake, right? The wig that he wears no, is so good. Brilliant. Absolutely he, brilliant. Yeah. He is the best part of that show. Um, they have set an official release date for The Iron Claw. Which is the story of the Von Erich family. Man, I think that this is going to get a lot more buzz. Because it, of the bear. Because of the bear. Jeremy Allen White, the star of the bear, is one of the Von Erich brothers. Is he Corey or Cody or? <laughs> no, that's He's dude Carrie. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've got to, I've got to watch that bear. Oh my God, Gordon. Bear. I know, I hear it's great. He would absolutely fall. He's in great love at picking games. So quick, not that bear. Time. Different bear. I, 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 I like I, Rutgers. Uh, it's it's so up your alley. It's uncomfortable. It's tense. It's really really funny. It's so smart. And season two is just a uh, a joy. Yeah. So okay. Jeremy Allen White plays Carrie Von Eric. Zach Efron plays Kevin Von Eric. 
And it's, of course, based on the true story and the Von Erich curse that followed them. So it's going to be put out by A24 with a uh, nationwide debut on December 22nd, so right before Christmas. And it's going to go up against uh, Aquaman's sequel. Uh, it's going to go uh, against uh, a musical adaptation of The Color Purple. Yeah. Uh, there's also some new uh, animated comedy called Migration that's going to come out around Christmas. So it's going to have some stout competition. Um, but they released a new picture of the Von Erich brothers today, and they look really, really good. They're all jacked. Yeah, and Jeremy Allen White has said that he gained 40 pounds of muscle for the role. God. See, that's what I need. I need to get cast in a role that makes me gain 40 pounds of muscle. Like chefs. Same. Workout guys, yeah, you got yes. physios, trainers, left and right. Everybody is monitoring See, everything that you do every day. Yeah, my problem is is that I'm in control of my food and my workout schedule. Yeah, you don't have an accountability problem. partner. Right. You Which, should get one. You know what your accountability partner is if you're cast in something like that? that it's the $20 million paycheck. That's your accountability mm-hmm. partner. Right, yeah, when you show up for the first day of shooting and you look exactly the same as you did six months <laughs> yeah, ago, right. like, what Sorry, have you been I doing? Got, I just got behind. I got behind. Sorry. <laughs> I was doing some writing. I just lost track yeah, of time. I was, I was stress eating. I had a lot going on at work. I'm sorry. <laughs> I could suck it in, though. We're going to change you to King right. Kong Bundy. You're not yeah. Kevin Von Erich right. anymore. There, yeah, CGI kinda... can fix it, right? <laughs> yeah, you, you guys can fix it in post, can't you? Just wear one of those shirts with the six-pack on it, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of movie CGI, we talked about uh, the Wonka trailer earlier Looks this awesome, week man. or maybe end of last week. I can't remember what it was. And the uh, the reveal that Hugh Grant is the leader of the Oompa Loompas. Midget. It looks legit. Like oh. the trailer, <laughs> he's in a little glass dome in the trailer, but it looks it doesn't look fake. Right. It, it looks real. Yeah, it, it's a really good job of, of CGI. Well, so there's a British actor named George Coppin, and he happens to be an actor with dwarfism. He played uh, Sweet Cupid in a Netflix show called The School for Good and Evil. And he's also been in Willow and Artemis Fowl, a couple of other... Uh, Dwarf heavy casting shows. Isn't Jerry his <laughs> spokesperson? <laughs> what? Jerry Jones? Yeah. yeah. Is, is the, yeah, George Coppins. Yeah. A lacewell. So, uh, so wait a second. Aren't there two different kinds of little, littleism, dwarfism? I'm not sure. One yeah. of them is dwarfism and one of them is a different kind. Well, I think little, little people, people are proportional. Dwarfism have like disproportionate. What's Vern Troyer? Or what was Vern Troyer? I think he was a little person. Uh, dead. He's I know dead. he's dead. What about Peter Dinklage? There's actually a third he's a, category. He's, he's he alive. has dwarfism, I believe. He does? I don't know. He's... I have no idea. But okay. but Davey's right, and then it has something to do with the proportionality. Right. Like the two different categories, that's, that's the distinguishing thing. Like the shape of their head, the shape of their extremities, the proportion of their body. Yeah, I don't see people like that, Dave. Uh, this is what Courage. medical people classify them as. Well, you're medical people, not They're mine. classified as people. Yes. Same so, as me, Dave. So not George Coppin, he said that uh, a lot of actors with dwarfism feel like we're being pushed out of the industry we love. A lot of people, myself included, argue that dwarves 
should be offered everyday roles in dramas and soaps, but we're not getting offered those roles. And now they're forgetting them when it comes to casting actual dwarves. Dude, that is kind of sorry. Like, how many roles are there out there for smallish people, and you cast six foot four Hugh Grant in the role? Yes. Yeah, well, so, there's as many roles for smallish people as there are roles for anyone else, Scorby, because this guy's point is that they should be cast uh, people where they maybe the character is not even doesn't even have dwarfism. My well, le- my least favorite thing of my life is working with you. I just want to let you know that. <laughs> right. His backbending to deflect every argument you make. What, right. Corby? No. I mean... I'm, I'm going to be on the right side of history, and you guys are not. So uh-huh. Hugh Grant's Oompa Loompa is supposed to be 20 inches tall. The average height of an adult with dwarfism is 58 inches. 20 inches? Yeah. Oh. So yeah, they're... So they- they it's, would have to be CGI'd too, so. Yeah, these Oompa Loompas are actually smaller than. <laughs> Maybe that's how they got past out of it. Like, we couldn't find anyone 20 inches, yes. and so we just found right. whoever so we, we wanted. Opened it up to everyone. Yeah, yeah. we got Sylvester so, Stallone. In Peter the 71 Mayhew. adaptation, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, and in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the, uh, Johnny Depp one in 2005, those Oompa Loompas were all played by actors with dwarfism. So this is the first time that a non-dwarfism Actor, yes, <laughs> is portraying an Oompa Loompa. Did Peter Dinklage get the phone call? I don't know. Yes, he gets every phone call for a little person. He's the biggest star. He's the biggest He's little person be out the there. Biggest, biggest little person out there. Exactly. Ever more so than Billy. He's the Barty. biggest little person ever. All right. Coming up next, we have the story of Sinead O'Connor going down. I, no, it's you're wrong on every front here. Because you do that with both, right? Sinead O'Connor and the Pope, the night that changed everything. Next. 